I mean, if he was strict, you wouldn't be hanging out in um, <laughs> One Life or what? Sorry, was oh, fuck sake. There's like this Japan something, some organization in Japan, some rural area. They're like they're hiring ninjas, and then they get to, they train you, and then you get paid like fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year or something. Yeah. Because I remember you telling me about like you wanted to become football agent or something. Like yeah, I, I am. I am a football. Awesome. In Asia, if you want to become an like an English teacher, like normally, yeah. as a foreign teacher, you need to be white. Oh, mate, it tells me that you're going to record. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They have to do something. You think you're you're consenting to be recorded? Nah, mate, I'm not. I'm not consenting. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's get started. So, welcome to my first podcast. Um, Not first technically, but it's kind of first podcast. So, Um, it's going to be called Soda Wonder. Wait, I thought we just, hang on, I thought we just agreed that you're going to rethink your name. (laughs) Anyways, it doesn't matter what it's going to be called. Um, So, today I'm joined by Mr. Jerry Jerr. Jerry what? Your your family name? Oh, just just skip it. You don't know how to pronounce it. Just say all right. Jerry. Uh, today I'm joined by Jerry. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> I wish I could see you though. I wish you could turn on the mic and not no, much, uh, the not turn me on the camera. Can't be us. <laughs> Anyways, so do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Jerry. I'm I'm turning 24 this summer. Oh, did I? I? Oh, sorry. Man, I can't believe. Like, when was the like first time we like we met? Like, oh, we um, were like because I was 19 or something, and you were 20. It was in Japan, Japanese society in Kent. Yeah, Japan society. Yeah. So I, we, I how old was I? It was my second year in undergrad, so that was about three years ago, I think. Wait, maybe oh four? Oh my god! Three. I, I, was, like, I was like twenty-one or turning twenty-one. Yeah, it's I was been turning. so long, mate. Can't believe I've known you for that long, mate. I thought I've only known you for like a year or two. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, it the last year went by really quickly because of COVID, you know. Yeah, true, true. When was the last time I saw you? I saw you. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> It was quite we soon. went to we went to Japanese barbecue restaurant. We went to Kintan. We went to Kintan with Kintan. you, uh, my friend, and your friend from Hong Kong who's working in London. I can't remember his name though. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so his name is John. Anyways, do you want to carry on your introduction? So we both yeah. went to the same university. Um. Yeah. It was we so we studied at Kent, and then I graduated a couple of years before you. <laughs> and the last year, I finished my uh, master's at Loughborough University. Whilst I was doing some shit, like you were, you finished your undergraduate and then you did fucking master's degree. I haven't even graduated here. How is it possible? Because you suck, mate. You spent... No, I you, don't. <laughs> nah, you, you do. <laughs> the truth is, you do. Hang on. Okay, so you did... Um, What did you do? You did a year in exchange at Kent. And yep. then afterwards, you spent, you spent another year doing foundation. Yep. That's correct. And then, then, and then you did undergrad first year. So, so know, I got in Exeter. So I basically changed to university. Anyways, yeah, so you, did, you did two years extra than me. 
Nah, it's fine though, because think about it. When you first came to England, you didn't know much English, mate. But you exactly. can't... Yeah, you learn English in like less than a year. So that was really quick. Less than a year, I'm still learning English, mate. <laughs> yeah, I can... <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Hey, you picked up... Really... <laughs> you skipped something very important. What, what did I skip? You skipped on something... Why don't you tell where you're from? Where did you grow up and stuff? Uh, oh, well, you cut me off, didn't you? <laughs> where I'm from? Well, I was born <laughs> no, I didn't. in China. I was born in China. You were born in China. I immigrated to Canada with my mum when I was four years old. Yeah. And, uh, so I spent three years in Vancouver before I moved back to China again. And then I did, uh, I think it was four years, four years at a public Chinese uh Chinese speaking state school. Uh, and then afterwards, yeah. so I was, I think I was 11, maybe 10. Wait, hang yeah. on. No, I was turning, yeah, I think I was 10 years old. And then my mom decided for me that it was best if I moved to England and studied here. So that's when I came to England. And then I've been in England for 11 years. Yeah, I want to talk about something like difference between, like difference in terms of like schooling system. Like obviously, Oh, we both and, went to because yes. I went to I basically grew up in Japan to elementary school, high school, also junior high school. Then you went to school in China. Then, like, uh, which one? Like, like when it comes to schooling system, like China and the UK, which one do you think the better? Better, mm, like uh, it's it could be like hard to say which is better, but like. Obviously, there must be some pros and cons. It's, it's um, very England. School, the school, the education system in England is much better than China. Yeah, in, I don't well, mean like well, in terms think of so. the quality. I don't mean in yeah. terms of the quality of teaching or the teachers. I I mean it in the terms of the happiness of the students. Oh, uh, that is true. That is true. So, it's, like obviously, also, like, hang on, give me, yeah. Let me, Cut you off for a second. Hang on. Um, yeah, I'll leave on. I'll leave I don't. On. I don't mean just the happiness as well, but also like the health. Because in China, when I was studying there at the what the Chinese State School, we'd have um, well, some weeks we, we wouldn't have one PE lesson. So, so there's like no extra like curricular activities during school time. You just you sit in the classroom, you study, you study, you study. During break time, you're not allowed to do anything apart from staying in your classrooms or just going to the toilet, you know. So it's very boring. There's no, <laughs> you don't get any physical activity done, and you know the the students just become unhealthy. Yeah, that is like yeah, I can relate to that. Like when I was studying, like at the elementary school, like yeah, uh, all I did. No, I mean I was not like fully concentrated on like studying or whatever, but obviously. As I tried to, so as I was starting to get in, like, because I did entrance exam to get in, like, um, junior high school mm-hmm. to go to kind of good, good private school in Japan. Then, yeah, because I remember, like, all I did was like going to school, finish school after like 3 p.m. or something, then going back home, going to cram school afterwards, and staying there, like, till until 9 p.m., like 10 p.m. It was very unhealthy. Like, looking back, like, honestly, like, back in elementary school, that's the time when oh. I studied the most. 
How old were you when you went to cram school or when you started like going to 10, 11. Oh, wow. Okay, that's just stupid because I'm... I mean, in, in England or like in Europe or America, you, you just don't have cram school after after school. Yeah, that's yeah, like, that's yeah, that's the thing. When I when I came when I came to study in England, um I think yeah, I was in year seven. We didn't have much homework. We had like we had about maximum an hour of homework each day. And then yeah. after but but before then, like in the afternoons, you know, it's really uh, it's it's like tradition in like these English boarding yeah. schools. Have like rugby in the winter. You have other sporting activities, and it was great fun. Yeah, I loved it. I feel that, like, that's that's yeah. my favorite thing about the English, well, the schools in England, because you know you never get organized team sports anywhere else. <laughs> well, apart from America, but I just mean like in your, you know, in your life. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not, I feel like yeah, because you mentioned happiness. Like obviously, back in like when I was at like elementary school, junior high school. I feel like I always got something to like compare to people with, for example, like like test scores or like studying. Like every time, like I get scored for anything, then like I had no choice but to compare myself with like some other students. Uh, so that yeah. affected my yeah, that affected my happiness a lot. I think because. I was lucky enough to get in like junior high school and high school, but obviously some other people, they were, <laughs> I don't know, it, I can't believe it, but they were not like lucky enough. To, like some people obviously, like. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's part of, it's just, it's part of what we do normally. You, you compare yourself to other people yeah. or like you don't, maybe your parents do and then your teachers do as yeah. well. So I, I, I think, yeah, that's a, like whole Asian culture. I think like your parents want you to go to like good university, then also yeah. have a like job at like good company, like having a stable yeah, income, that's, whatever. That's the big difference between Asia and the West. Like, yeah. I mean, from everyone that I know, the parents, their parents, they pay for your education and everything. But in the UK, yeah, that's the same. Yeah. In the UK, I know some of my friends like their parents don't. Well, they don't care about whether they have enough money to go to uni you know they don't they don't save money for their kids to go study they just you know <laughs> it's their only thing like they, they um it's because they have this um student loan system in england and then so the parents yeah. they think that you know it's not it's not our responsibility for uh to pay for our ch- uh, for our children's like tuition for university and stuff yeah so like do yeah. you remember um I won't name him, but do you remember our common friend? He uh, so when he finished his uh undergrad, he only had one year left of um student fund left from the government, so he couldn't apply to study abroad for two years because the gov- UK government would only pay for one year. So he didn't have enough money to go study in China or to go study in Japan to do a masters. So he went straight to work. Okay. Yeah, I think. But to be fair, though, if I think about it, like we both in kind of privileged position to, like, be able to study abroad, like, come yeah. to UK and study. Yeah, that's part um, of the difference, like, you know, to the traditional like method or ways in Asia. Like, our parents would, like, some of them. I've I've heard some like families that aren't from very um rich backgrounds, like. The parents yeah. they sell their house or they mortgage their house back in China to be able to fund their kids to study abroad for a masters or like 
for undergrad right. three years. Interesting. Yeah. But, I feel like that's part of like Asian culture. Like you are supposed to do what your parents tell. Like, because I feel like, mm-hmm. for example, in Asia, especially in, in Japan, lots of my friends, their parents are doctor. So <laughs> they also want to become doctor. So they go to like, what is it called? What about, Medical school. Yeah. What Medical about you? School, whatever. What about you? Um, I was lucky like I mean my parents are not like so strict about like because obviously my parents my especially my dad always told me that like I should do whatever I want to do like not you don't have to be after money or that kind of stuff because obviously some people want to become doctors or lawyers to mm-hmm. earn like enough money or like I mean it's, I think it's important earning enough money for obviously providing your family or whatever but obviously it i think we could be given more choices i mean i am um, but obviously some other people they haven't got any choices but to become doctor or whatever even yeah. though if they <laughs> they don't want to yeah you're you're very lucky that your dad doesn't um <laughs> yeah that's true that's, that's true strict. i mean if he was strict you wouldn't be hanging out in um <laughs> one life or what, sorry, was it one oak and a life? <laughs> one oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's part of Asian culture. I think it's gradually changing, I think, because I was, um, I searched up like rankings for like what like kids nowadays want to become in the future. Mm-hmm. The number, guess what the number one job was? Sorry, the, the number what? Number one job, like the highest ranking, the job. Um, highest ranked. Well, the, as in, like, what people want to do, or like what they thought. What people want to do. Um, I thought this ranking is based on surveys by elementary school students. I think. Elementary school shooting. Well, I yeah, think some. So I don't know, astronauts or something. <laughs> it's YouTuber, man. YouTuber. Oh, I should have thought yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, astronaut. Yeah, astronaut. Yeah. I don't know. You said, you said elementary school, or like you know, when when you're an element, when you're in elementary school, you think about like the most <sighs> things about like. May, hold on. Athletes, Let um, me talk about this. Let me talk about this. I've got to talk about this. What? I remember when I was in the second year of like elementary school or something, I was like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Then for one of my homeworks, I had to talk about like a dream job, like the, what I wanted to become in the future. Yeah. I literally pilot. So you said pilot? Yeah. Because <laughs> at that point, I was so into Pirates of the Caribbean. That I wanted to become fucking pilot, or the alternative was like ninja. <laughs> I saw, funnily enough, I saw some. I think it was like a video, a YouTube yeah. video saying like there was like this Japan, something, some organization in Japan, some rural area. They're like they're hiring ninjas, and then they get to, they train you, and then you get paid like fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year or something. It was it was good yeah. pay as well. But 
it, it, you basically just like do performances and stuff for tours. But I think you could be the one. Why not? Why not give a shot? I you could become one. No, I'm no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja. Now, my, my dream job, my dream job, well, I mean, it's too late now, but I'd love to become like a professional um, athlete in terms of either a footballer or a tennis player. Oh, yeah. Both of which, Japan has very good um, athletes in those fields. Um, the tennis and yeah, football. Yeah, tennis. I don't really know about football, but obviously um, the, for tennis, we've got um, the, the best... Also, I mean, Nishikori also the best women tennis player in the world. I think she's ranked number one right now. Oh, Naomi Osaka. I mean, Naomi Osaka, yeah. Even though she's like half Japanese. Um, yeah, half, but still. <laughs> it's still like half nationality wise. He's, she's still Japanese, so. Yeah, I'm very jealous because, you know, in China, both, both of these sports, we don't have any, we don't have any, um, we don't have any famous male tennis players in China. There's a there's Lina who was a a very good female a woman yeah. tennis back back like a couple of years ago. I think she won the French Open. That was that was magnificent. Okay. But in terms of football, well, we all know there's not much going on. <laughs> I thought football was becoming like getting bigger and bigger in China, like because you guys pay lots of money to complicated. Yeah, it's. It's a well. That was like a random prayers, yeah. The bubble burst now, though. So um, oh, okay. Best thing, they're less now, and oh, fine, yeah, yeah. They, they spend too much money, and it turned well. They they turned the market. Um, it, well, it was it was very unstable, and it wasn't sustainable the way that they were investing. Okay. So no clubs in China can make a profit. Every club like loses hundreds of millions every year. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I remember so, you telling me about like you wanted to become football agent or something like that. Yeah, I, I am. I am a football oh, still. Agent. Yeah. So you're going back to China, then you become a football agent. I know what well, I mean. I'm not well currently. I'm not employed by any agency, but I'm just working on my own at the moment. Um, oh yeah, how's it I've going? Got, I've got I've got two players in the Chinese Super League. Uh, okay. One of which, he's um. He's still 21, so he hasn't broken into into the first team yet. Okay. And then the other player, he's uh he, he's in the first team, and he he played he played the majority of the matches this season, so that's pretty good. He they're both really young. One of them's 23, the other's 21. Both Chinese, and um, I'm working on some other projects right now. Hopefully, uh, with, with like some friends from Iran, and he's got a connection. Okay. National team players, and I'm trying to bring Iran players, well, Iranian players to to China. Okay, but, interesting. Like, let me ask you this question. Like, obviously, you've been doing that job for like over the past year. Um, wow. almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. Like, what fascinates you about that job? What sort of like what aspect of that job? Like, I, oh, I, to just, you? I just love football, man. <laughs> I love football. It's, and I, it's, and it's good. Job. It's good. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, it's it's not like the traditional job that you do. You just sit in an office all day and then you just make yeah. power for like Excel. Yeah, it's boring, mate. It's boring. But this one, like, you know, you got sometimes you got to do some research and you got to present stuff to other, you know, to your clients for like 
other parties, but it's mainly about communication, and I quite like talking to people. So, you know, I'm yeah, yeah, like obviously, um, I'm quite jealous about that. Like, obviously, um, you find you found something you wanted to do. Um, you found you're doing something to do with that you like. Um, so yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. Um. Well, mate, you're gonna find something you want. You haven't even finished uni yet. There's no, there's no need for you to rush. I'm still uh, looking. For... Oh, you think so? Because obviously, like, um, lots of my friends back in Japan, they are now like most of them are employed by like companies. Um, they're working. Yeah. So, I think I'm supposed to feel rush, but don't know. I can't really feel rush anymore. Like, yeah. I just cool. do what I do. You think about it. I'm, I'm still technically unemployed. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. doing my own thing, but I'm not. I haven't started a company, so I'm not technically self-employed. I've got, okay. three, but you can think of that as like a side job right now. So it doesn't, oh, yeah, yeah. not actually fully employed, which is quite worrying because you know I've finished university about a year ago, and it's a tough situation because you know I, I have a Canadian passport, but I don't want to go back to Canada. And working in England, I need I'd need a work like a work visa. Work visa, and yeah. I I'd need a work visa for China as well, and neither of them are gonna give me one because <laughs> if you work in England, I think you need to be in some higher skilled jobs to be. Yeah, able that's to true. Grasp. That's true. But they don't they don't give you a visa for, for working like as a graduate but- student. Did you know that? Um, I think since Boris Johnson became prime minister, yeah, he changed the rules. And okay. we are, so as long as you're an international student, for you, you man, not for me, you'd be you'd be given like two years to find a job, even after you graduate from university or something. Yeah, but the uh, that policy starts for graduates this year. Oh, so it doesn't apply to you? No, I graduated last <laughs> year, so it doesn't apply to me, unfortunately. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah like for china right now i can't i can't apply to any chinese companies because um because of covid and china doesn't oh, want yeah. anyone going into china during covid you know <laughs> why don't t- you come to japan why don't you come to japan and become english teacher because i'm um, pretty sure so obviously they're becoming I english teacher <laughs> i don't think you have to speak english uh, just speak japanese though but i think lots of like people they um, first come to Japan as an English teacher, then yeah, they also- gradually they gradually change their path to like something else. So you don't have to be like English teacher the whole time like in Japan. So you could be you could no, become but something, something different. That you're forgetting or that you're not paying attention to. They um to you know if you in Asia if you want to become an like an English teacher like normally yeah. as a foreign teacher you, you, you need to be white. <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing honestly honestly so, i'm you know for me i'm i'm chinese i'm asian looking like when when i speak to the parents when the parent when the student's parents see me they're not yeah. gonna think oh this guy's west that he is the thing it. that is the thing so i think you have to look white because otherwise um, I, you know I, I applied to one of the educations um education centers in china and i applied yeah. the royal teacher and then the uh the this what you call that the school um the principal the principal in charge of like hiring me she spoke to me and she said that um 
although like you know there's no problem with your english you've been studying in england for so long or whatever um one of the things that you need to understand is that you may not get the approval of um what well, the student's parents because you're not yeah. white <laughs> but i feel like especially back in japan like if i say like oh i'm studying british uh, i'm studying in the uk and um if they think about like british people they don't understand the whole system like whole idea of like immigrants so obviously mm. like we've got lots of like i'm pretty sure like you go some like what is called like bbc friends bbc like british born chinese oh uh, yeah <laughs> some people some of them obviously like most of them i think they speak english better than their like chinese or whatever cantonese yeah. but i think the asian people like people from asia they don't understand the whole concept of like looking looking asia looking yeah. asian but not speaking asian you know what i mean yeah yeah i know and also um in i don't know about in japan but in china the well, some some local people they look down on you if you're um <laughs> if you if you study abroad or if you were born abroad they think oh, like i didn't know that they think that you are um they think that you don't think china's good enough or um or you're like betraying your country or some extreme yeah. stuff that they say and yeah it's pretty outrageous some stuff that they say online i don't normally i don't normally get into that stuff but you, you see it sometimes yeah it's mainly just insults but some of them are jealous because they don't have the chance of studying abroad some yeah. of them perhaps they've met people who studied abroad and came back to china and acted all high and mighty so you know it's different for some people <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This is an end of part 1 of this episode with Jerry. Stay tuned for the part 2. Cheers guys.